There's orthopedics, and then there's Concord Orthopedics. I think a subspecialist can offer state-of-the-art advanced care that a generalist uh, may not be as familiar with and can offer a unique insight into the latest and the most advanced treatment options available. Experience the benefits of specialty care at Concord Orthopedics. For more information, go online to ConcordOrtho.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now time for New Hampshire's best sports show, The Life with Matt Bonner, with Chris Ryan and Kevin Gray, on WKXL 103.9 FM and 14.50 AM. Here are the Bonner, three seconds, got a fire, Matt does, good! Oh, mama! That provides the insight of a pro athlete. It was a successful day. Highlights being I uh, dunked on a girl. Got beaten a three-point shootout by a musician. He is joined by two of New Hampshire's leading sports reporters, Chris Ryan. Let's uh, simply just face it, I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And Kevin Gray. Listen, you guys know there's only one KG. It's time for The Life with Matt Bonner, Chris Ryan, and Kevin Gray. Welcome to The Life with Matt Bonner by Concord Orthopedics. Chris Ryan, Kevin Gray here in the great state of New Hampshire. Matt Bonner joins us from San Antonio, Texas, just a little bit up the road there in Waco. College football world changed a little bit. A little bit with Kansas State and Baylor. Oregon lost, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, number one team in the nation, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, Matt, we want to welcome you to the program. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us for the show. Before we get to college football... We got we got Patriots. We got John Quick, Kings Net Miners coming up. We got Chris Carpenter on the program today. Today we're we're in high high gear. We got uh, Jeff Green coming on the program as well, and uh, we're looking forward uh, to that uh, here on the Life of Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics. And uh, first off, though, you're coming home, taking on the Boston Celtics here uh, in Boston. It's one of your favorite trips of the year. Take us down memory lane. And uh, talk about playing the Celtics Wednesday night. Uh, it's always for me the, the most exciting game of the year. Get to come home, play in front of all my friends and family I grew up with back home, either uh, at the game or watching on TV. So just really excited to get back and, and play a good game. Is it true that the biggest goal for the Spurs at today's meeting is to not have to see Geno time? Uh, above the parquet floor, Gino, the dancing 70s guy, they break him out whenever the Celts are about to wrap up a win. It's like Red Auerbach cigar. And how much does it hurt to see Gino at the Garden? Well, I'm going to have to give you the obvious answer, which is the goal of any any competitive game, whether it be basketball, scrabble, trouble, um, or in KG's case, go fish. Yeah. It's to win. It's to win. You know, regardless, but regardless of whether or not there's a uh, dancing 70s guy that signifies victory for the, the opposing team. So I'm going to have to go with that. How much do the Spurs hate the Celtics? I mean, every yeah. every opposing team dislikes these guys immensely. I mean, Kevin Garnett and his antics, Paul Pierce wears on guys, Rondo is a little punk. I mean, no, nobody likes the Celtics, right? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, we, I don't Come think, on now. Uh, any, I don't think anyone on our team get Paul Pierce's Celtics. wheelchair out. No, we all uh, we all actually have a lot of respect for the Celtics in, in that organization, and and uh, you know they're veteran guys who have who have won a championship and obviously been in contention every year since. So uh, 
definitely a, a team that that we we think is a is a big win if we can beat them, especially on their home court. When um, they have starting introductions and you're you're you know you guys are lining up and the game's about to start, what are some of the things that are going through your mind knowing? How many people, I mean, are you kind of looking in the crowd? Can you see your parents? And is this like the most butterflies that you get before a game? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the most butterflies before a game. And, you know, it's actually a combination of of obviously, you know, everybody everybody I know who's watching, but also, you know, watching the Celtics growing up, you know, from the earliest basketball moments, watching Bird and McHale, Parrish and Ainge and all those Dennis Johnson, you know the list goes on and on of all the all the different legends who have who have played for that team and uh, you know to be able to go up against that you know see that name on that jersey that I'm playing against makes me think of that too and uh, gets me extra excited. Is that Kevin Gray lurking behind my, my bench with the little flip <laughs> camera? That's what's going through his mind right there. He's the only one who still uses one uses one of those things. It's true, and I think it's broke. The Life of Matt Bonner presented by uh, Concord Orthopedics, and uh, yeah, it's it's always awesome. And uh, to see so many people from Concord, from New Hampshire, come down and, and support Matt and get the opportunity uh, to see him play against the Celtics. And of course, there have been the, the great games against the Celtics in in recent years. And um, when you look at the 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 games for the Spurs, and when you take on you know whether it's the Lakers, the Heat, are those um, benchmark games for, for you guys too, even though you know who you are and you know where you're going to be, do you like to measure yourself? Because the Celtics have, are 6-5 and five right now. They lost to uh, the Pistons last night, and the, people are looking at the Spurs and the Thunder because the Celtics are a revamped team, new bench, um, a little bit of a change in the distribution of wealth in regards to scoring. Uh, do you look at the Celtics game the same way that they're kind of looking at it as a, as a benchmark? I mean, it's tough to tough to tell. You know, I'm going to give you the uh, unhyped up answer, which is it's an 82 game season, and we're still on the first 10 games of the year, basically. So uh, it is, is obviously a long way to go. But you know, as far as kind of an early season test, it doesn't get any uh, bigger than this. Whenever I uh, whenever I go around town, I get asked about one two people. Either is is KG. As fruity a guy as he seems on the radio, or I get asked a question about Matt. And the question lately has been, you know, I've been looking at the box scores, and, and Matt hasn't been playing in some games. Why is that? Go. Well, I got the stomach flu, I guess it would be about two weeks ago now, and and was sick for three or four days, missed, missed two or three games during that stretch, being sick. And uh, I think that caused me to fall out, out of the rotation. And, with, you know, that's fine. We have a lot of depth. And uh, it's happened to me multiple times in my career. And, and it goes back to, you know, how you react when you when you face some adversity, when things don't go your way. And I've just been trying to work extra hard, stay in shape, make sure I'm ready for, you know, when someone goes down or someone gets in foul trouble or, you know, I get my chance to get back in there for significant minutes, I'm ready. To, to kind of get that rotation spot back. That's kind of been my focus, just really trying to work hard on my game and staying in shape, staying sharp, so that once I get in, I, I'm ready to go. 
It's the life with Matt Bonham by Conqueror of the Pedics. And one of the things about Matt, too, is that Matt is genuine about all these things. He's a really good teammate, and he's not like A-Rod at the top bench of the, the dugout. When when you see the Spurs having success late in the game, and if, even if against the Lakers, even when he didn't play, you were there, and you were into it, and you are excited. And uh, a lot of guys, I think it's a really good um, lesson for people in life and in people in in sports is that, you're even even though you may not be getting exactly what you want at that moment, big picture you have to realize what you're a part of, and um, that's something that I admire about you. Because to be honest with you, I don't know if I could be as big as as you are in some moments where you don't get the opportunity to play and you put all the work in like you have, and but you always you always shine brightly in those moments. And uh, I'm going to start crying a little yeah, bit right I, now. I I didn't even mention that because I, I assumed it was a given, but yeah, you're right. Whether you're in the game or not, you got to do everything you can to help your team win. Whether that's uh, cheering your teammates on, uh, you know, helping helping the younger guys with with set plays coming out of a timeout, making sure they're going to be in the right spot, or uh, you know, picking up on things and relaying messages to your teammates or your coaches during the game. You know, just staying involved however you can, and uh, being a good teammate. And, and like I said, just doing whatever you can to help your team. Uh, that's that's a given as well. It's the Life with Mount Bonner, presented by Conqueror of the Pedics. Chris Ryan, Kevin Gray here in the great state of Hampshire. We'll take a little bit of a break here, come back, and uh, talk to some guys from the Granite State Baseball Dinner. Chris Carpenter is coming up in the program next. There's orthopedics, and then there's Concord Orthopedics. The benefit of, of a patient coming here, uh, whether nearby or from a far distance, you are going to be taken care of by somebody who has fantastic expertise with your specific problem and dedicates their life to taking care of that. The reason to come to Concord Orthopedics is for comprehensive orthopedic subspecialty care. People, when they come to Concord Orthopedics, can expect to see a an orthopedic physician who has additional training, as well as extensive experience just in that subspecialty. Experience the benefits of specialty care at Concord Orthopedics. The extra drive and distance that people travel here, which has been done for 30 years now, is worth it because of the the specialized care that you're going to get. At Concord Orthopedics, we provide care for everyone throughout the state and New England. For more information, go online to ConcordOrtho.com. Simo South End Deli is proud to present Bishop Brady Athletics on WKXL. Stop into Simo's before or after the game on the corner of South Street and Ironworks Road for a mouth-watering deli sandwich and a huge selection of beverages to wash it down with. Each morning, Simo's also offers fresh bagels, muffins, and pastries. Simo South End Deli, a new Concord tradition. Give them a call at 856-8020 or stop in at the corner of South Street and Ironworks Road just minutes off exit 1. Simo South End Deli, 856-8020. Does your insurance representative have access to multiple companies to find you the best coverage rates? Does he or she play an active role in your local community? At Davis & Toll, a trusted choice agency, our agents take the time to understand your situation and offer you flexible coverage options that suit your needs. We take pride in the 50 years we've spent serving and supporting the Concord community. For home, auto, and business insurance, call Davis & Toll at 603-225-6611 or go to davistoll.com. Welcome back. It's The Life with Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics. I am Chris Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us for the program. More with Matt in just a little bit. We've got some great guests coming up on the program, though, in the next couple of segments. This segment is brought to you by the New Hampshire Association of Insurance Agents, trusted choice agents in every community. Take a pledge of performance when it comes to everything you value. Don't you deserve agents who have made the pledge to you? Only members of the New Hampshire Association of Insurance Agents are trusted choice agents. And to find an agent near you, 
Visit TrustedChoice.com. Let's look back at the Patriots' big victory yesterday. They were 59-28 to winners over the Indianapolis Colts. We'll hear first from Patriots quarterback Tom Brady. That was awesome. That was a fun day. That was a uh, team win. So got contributions from all three units. And you know, they're 6-3. and three, And, uh, you know, our, we knew our mental toughness would be tested. And uh, I thought our guys responded. And now here's Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. You know, I thought it was a real nice job by the players today. Uh, you know, we got great contributions from all three phases of our team. Um, and uh, players really stepped up and, and delivered some big plays uh, throughout the game. I thought we played good complimentary football. Uh, you know, as all three units work together. Celtics were big losers last night in Detroit against the Pistons. They'll rest up for their game against Matt Spurs on Wednesday night. And uh, the Celtics last night blamed fatigue. They said they were tired. They didn't have their legs. Here's Kevin Garnett on that. When your shot hits the front of the rim, that usually means fatigue. It means that you don't have enough left to get the ball up. I saw a lot of shots showing in. You know, you're going to have nights like this. Uh, I thought for the most part we fought, you know, but, you know, a younger, more encouraged team came out and, uh, and played well. So Kevin Garnett right there. Had an opportunity to catch up with uh, Jeff Green earlier last week. And uh, Green, a guy who's a real X factor for the Celtics this year. When he's aggressive, getting to the basket, he helps the team a lot. And the, the bench has really started to come together as well. They had a very nice team victory on Saturday afternoon against the Toronto Raptors. And it seemed the team really started to come together in their game against uh, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And then after that against the Chicago Bulls, both on the road. They came home. They beat the Jazz. Uh, they go on the road to the back-to-back, lose to the Nets. That's excusable, and it's understandable. You lose that game. Don't really want to see him lose to Detroit, even though it was a back-to-back yesterday. But uh, Celtics at 6-5 and five early on in the season, and things starting to come together for the Seas. Let's uh, talk with Jeff Green about that. I think the team kind of found themselves on that on the uh, road trip, two-game road trip, and it seemed like you guys started to play the way, obviously, you expect. Uh, we haven't found ourselves completely. I think we're growing uh, and getting better from you know, the start of the season. Uh, and that's what we want to do is just improve each game. When you look at this team, what are the, the strengths and what do you see this team being down the road and where are you trying to, to get? Uh, just better on defense. Uh, defense is what wins games, and uh, that's, what it's, that's what we're all about. And final thing, when you look at your game overall, um, you have the, obviously the ability to dominate, and you've done it in the past. What do you look at it in your game, and what do you see moving forward? Uh, just, you know, improving in every kind of situation. Uh, that's about it. I mean, uh, that's what I'm trying to do is just improve, improve, improve. I mean, I don't, I don't like to be, you know, content on where I'm at, you know, so, you know, that's all I'm trying to do. Uh, Jeff Green here on The Life with Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics. Also last week, the Manchester Monarchs had a special guest at their practices, John Quick, who's coming off of a back injury, which is allowing him to work out with the Monarchs. Of course, Quick was the backstop for the Los Angeles Kings Stanley Cup Championship last year played uh, parts of two seasons with the Manchester Monarchs and was the Conn Smythe Trophy winner, signifying he was the Stanley Cup playoffs' most valuable player. Here's my interview with Jonathan Quick. Joined by uh, Stanley Cup champion, L.A. Kings net minor Jonathan Quick. The opportunity to come back down and play with uh, the Monarchs here in practice. What's it been like for you kind of going back down memory lane and uh, getting the opportunity to, to practice here due to the uh, the injury? Oh, it's great. It's, uh, you know, I've got a lot to work on. i been on the ice in uh, quite a while, so um, you know these guys have been great helping me out, coming out early, and you know uh, doing a little extra work on their part to, in order for me to get some work in, which is uh, you know I'm really appreciative of that. But uh, you know at the same time, it's you're trying to get ready for a season that you, you hope is going to happen at some point, and you know you just focus on getting better every day. 
You've had perhaps a little bit more time than you wanted to to reflect on the Stanley Cup championship of, of last year. And when you do, what do you think about, about what your team was able to accomplish, what you were able to accomplish? What are the things that, that stand out the most to you? I just think that we had a great locker room. We had a great group of guys, which, uh, you know, we always enjoyed going to. The, even during the year when we had went through, you know, a couple tough stretches, we'd uh, still enjoyed coming to the rink and working together and going out practice and you know that continued right on through and I think at the end of the day that's what helped uh, get us through through those tough times and you know eventually make the playoffs and you know so we went on to run it from there. When you look at what you guys were able to do it was one of the more dominant postseason runs not just to the win-loss record but also considering the fact that you went through the one the two the three in the Western Conference and then beat a, a pretty good Devils team and where do you think when you look at the context of of NHL history are you guys right up there considering what you had to do and how you did it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know we're the first eight seed to win it, and I think that's, you know, that alone says something. But uh, you know, it's it's it at this point, it's kind of done and over with, and you know, you're you're almost focused about what you got to do, and uh, you know, to try to do it again. Um, you know, if you get st- think too much on what we did last year, you're, you're going to end up missing out on it this year. So, um, <clears throat> hopefully, that at some point, we could. Get a fair deal for both sides here. Get on the ace, and you know, kind of make make another run at it. I remember after Game Five, uh, Porters were all around you. You answered answered question after question, and the thing that jumped out at me. Everybody talks about your ability as a netminder and the way you protect the lower portion of the ice, and and all the agility and all the other aspects of it. But your competitiveness seems to be one of one of your strengths. I mean, is that when you look at the whole context of who you are as as a netminder, is the fact that you're so competitive, want to have success, is that as important as the other factors? I think absolutely. Anytime you play a competitive sport, you gotta you gotta be like that, uh, you know. And that's we we got a group of guys that all play that same way, and uh, you know that definitely helps my job a lot when when those guys are competing as hard as they do. And you know, also if some guys start one guy slips a little bit, uh, you know, he, he sees how hard everyone else is working and it you know kind of makes push them a little bit so i think it's uh, everybody keeps everybody honest in that sense you spent uh, parts of two seasons here in manchester last back in 2008 and coach morris was talking about having you back here and the personal growth and professional growth that you've had since then do you do you see a lot in terms of how you've developed since you were here in manchester or you're the same guy who's just found a, a situation where you're having a lot of success uh you know obviously it's i think away from the rink I, I, you know done a lot of maturing I think uh, um, and you know I think that has helped my game a lot as far as you know just making sure you get you come and do your job properly and you're doing everything away you're sleeping right and you eat properly and um, you know so it's uh, it's a 24-7 job you know it's uh, you, you just don't come to the rink and then you go home and you're done you're done for the day you, you know you got to start preparing for the next day uh, after practice a lot of people have talked about how they you they look at you as one of the, the top goaltenders in the National Hockey League. Kids are looking up to you, and you have that additional responsibility where people are looking at you and your style and, and wanting to learn a little bit from it. If you had to pass along advice to, to young netminders who are you know, from Connecticut and, or from Manchester and have, have seen you grow as, as an individual, what are the things that, that you would pass along to them about the position and about carrying themselves as a professional? I think first off, you just got to work, you know, and you, you got to enjoy what you do. Um, you know, and secondly, I'd say, you know, play other sports too. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're to, if you want to become a professional athlete, you have to be an athlete, you know, and that way you have to, 
you have to be good at multiple sports and you know and just kind of teach you the work ethic in uh, different areas and uh, I think that helps a lot. It's interesting because Chris Carpenter from from Manchester has talked about that as well, and he had some time off due to an injury this year with his uh, with his neck, and he was working with his uh, children's youth teams, and they were talking about specialization already when with kids are seven, eight, nine years old. How important do you think it is to not just play play hockey, and, and is that a message that's out there enough? Because when adults see their kids good in a certain sport, they want them to continue in, in just that sport and kind of find a niche, and that's how you get to the pros as opposed to diversifying your sports. Yeah, absolutely. You see it a lot. Any guys, any of the guys in this locker room and, you know, around the league, anywhere you, you're going to see guys that, you know, could play more than one sport and, you know, they're talented enough, and you know, whether it's soccer, basketball, football, you know, anything, you know, guys uh, – um, you know, and same with other sports. If, I don't know about hockey. Hockey. If you haven't played hockey growing up, you, you probably can't play it. But you know, uh, you, you just have to. You have to be an athlete, and uh, you know. And then from there, you just kind of hard work. And then when you get to the right age, you, you pick the sport that you, you think you have the best shot at. That's when you start kind of taking care of all the details and working all the details. Final thing on the role that Manchester played in the championship last year. Obviously, you came through here. Brownie came through. So many guys came through. Over half the the roster came through Manchester. But just in terms of last year, um, people look to the Carter trade. They look to uh, the hiring of Daryl Sutter. But how about Nolan and and King? And how did that help change the uh, the Kings, particularly the style that Sutter put in with winning the individual puck battles and things that the Kinger and Nolan do so well? Well, they're big bodies, and you know they they work too. Um, you know, like I, I wouldn't want to go in a corner with those guys there. They're, you know, they're big, tough guys, and uh, they get to the net. They go hard to the net, uh, and that opens up so much room for for their line mates when they go to the net like that. And it's just uh, their physical presence, and they were able to, they had quite a few timely goals too. Uh, you know, we're just huge, huge down the stretch and into the playoffs, and uh, you know, we definitely, definitely wouldn't have been where we were without them. Quickly, it's always good to catch up with you, and hopefully, we'll see you in net for the, the Kings in the near future. Absolutely, thank you. Jonathan Quick right there. You're listening to The Life with Matt Bonnerson by Concord Orthopedics. Coming up next, we head to the Granite State Baseball Dinner to talk with Chris Carpenter and Jeff Locke. After this, and this segment was brought to you by the New Hampshire Association of Insurance Agents. Trusted choice agents are in every committee and take a pledge of performance. When it comes to everything you value, don't reserve agents who've made the pledge to you. Only members of the New Hampshire Association of Insurance Agents are trusted choice agents. And to find an agent near you, visit trustedchoice.com. Back with Carp and Locke after this. In life, focus equals success. Concord Orthopedics has many talented orthopedic doctors who each sub-specialize or focus on one specific area of the body. To use a sports analogy, there are some setup guys and there are some starters. You start your starters and you bring in your closer at the end because that's what they're great at. Experience the benefits of sub-specialty care at Concord Orthopedics. With offices in Concord, Derry, and New London, you do have a choice. For more information, visit them online at ConcordOrtho.com. Hi, this is the Smirnyudis family, owners of the Windmill Family Restaurant. For the last 24 years, my family has fed the homeless on Thanksgiving, and this year we will do the same. My father, Louis, decided he wanted to give back when a family invited him to their home shortly after coming to America. If you're interested in contributing in any way possible, please call us, 225-0600. The Windmill Restaurant, where our family is your family. Come join us for breakfast, lunch, or dinner at one of the few remaining locally owned restaurants in Concord. 
Welcome back. It's the Life with Matt Bonnerson by Concord Orthopedics. I am Chris Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us for the program. More from Matt in just a little bit as we'll talk about Patriots, also some college football in uh, just a couple of minutes here on the program. But first, uh, at the Granite State Baseball Dinner on Saturday night, Kevin Gray and myself had an opportunity to catch up with two Granite State Baseball stars. We'll begin with Chris Carpenter, who really needs no introduction. We'll give him one, though, anyway. Carpenter is a three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, he won the Cy Young back in 2005 and at the top ERA in baseball in 2009. Here's Chris Carpenter. Obviously, you greatly enjoy coming back here, and, and talk about what that means to you to get back into the Grand State and do this. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fantastic. I, you know, I don't get an opportunity to come back here enough, to be honest with you. Um, it, it feels good uh, every time you fly in, and I or I fly in and and, and get off the plane. It's it's, it's a, a warm comfortable feeling to, to be back here and, and uh, it's always fun coming back for this dinner you know it, it's a great event raises a ton of money for for uh, great causes and and it's wonderful to be back in new hampshire and and, and be back in the grand state and one of the coolest live auction items you actually can't bid on tonight because you're really you'll be fishing with this person so or if he just wants to go alone he can yeah. bid on it that's true you're going to take someone fishing where and and how's that going to go I, I think it's going to be great. You know, they came to me with this idea because uh, I, I enjoy fishing, and, and uh, they, so they came to me with this idea to, to go up and go salmon fishing or, or whatever at some point in time with a, a couple of people, and I get to bring somebody. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, it's a, it's a free fishing trip, first of all, but second of all, it's a, it's to raise money and, and and spend some time with some people that uh, that want to be a part of, of, of raising some money for a great cause, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, um, I'm not sure, obviously, who's going to win it. My mother-in-law's uh, trying hard, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I hope hopefully somebody will outbid her. <laughs> so I don't have to go with her, but uh, it'll, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, 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 you know, the other thing, too, you get to see a different side of me. It's not the business side. It's not the baseball side. It's the, the fun side. Uh, and uh, I think I have a special guest that will come with me, but uh, I'm not going to throw out who that is. But it's a good friend of mine that's, that enjoys fishing also. Talk about this season for you. It was incredible to watch you make the comeback that you did, the, thing, the sacrifices that you made in order to get back to the postseason. Talk about the season for you, the trials, the tribulations, and then the reward of getting back and obviously falling a little short. Yeah, it was a, I mean, personally difficult season. Come to spring training, uh, feeling good after all, all, all the, uh, the the things that we did last year, winning the World Series. Looking forward to coming into to spring training and, and, and starting again and, and, and getting to that goal again to, to get to the playoffs and have an opportunity to play for the World Series. And um, you know, I got to spring training and, and it, it just wasn't working. Uh, unfortunately, uh, something was going on in my shoulder and. It is what it is. I'm 37 years old. I've got 2,000 something innings, and at some point in time, uh, it's going to come to an end. But uh, hopefully, not too soon. But uh, like I said, I, I got there and it didn't work. And then we finally figured it out. And, and my goal was to get back uh, as fast as I could, not only for my ball club but for myself to to know if it was going to work or not. And uh, I probably came back a little too quick, but I felt good. I'm looking forward to next season, and I'm looking forward to going out and pitching again. Do you have an idea of how long you'd, you'd like to pitch, assuming you know everything stays uh, in tune and you're, you're, the nerve issue is, is not a problem? And at what point do you start thinking, all right, the kids are getting older. Do you want to pitch into your 40s? How much do you have in the tank? You think? I, I, if I can be healthy and, and not deal with the stuff that I'm dealing with now, I, I'm going to pitch until I can't pitch. Uh, you know, it's a little tough for my wife, but uh, my, my kids love it. My son, I was just talking to him yesterday about it on this whole flight home. I brought him home with me and. 
and, and he's talking about how much fun it is to be able to go to the clubhouse and, and be a part of the, the guys and come in and be a part of the field at, at the stadium and, and see, see all that stuff. And uh, he's getting to the age where it, it's important to him and it's kind of neat. He's, he's got a special opportunity that most kids don't have and he gets to see the insides of, of what goes on inside a, a, a Major League Baseball club. And so I'm going to do whatever I can and pitch as long as I can, but I, I, I will not go past uh, and be that guy that, that it just doesn't work and they have to just end up throwing slop yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to be that guy, I can promise you that. Um, when you look at the two champ, if you look at the two championship teams the last couple of years uh, with the Giants and obviously you guys, how has it kind of changed the baseball dynamic? Where you have the Yankees and the, the Red Sox, the East Coast load up on payroll, but yeah. you look at what Brian Sabian's done in San Francisco, winning two out of the last three years, your championship team. What does it say about the future of the game and how you think teams will approach it? Well, I think everybody, uh, whatever general manager, whatever owner, they, I mean, they have their own opinions about how they're going to run their ball clubs. Um, but it, but it has been 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 proven that. Uh, you know, it, you can do it anyway. You can buy it, you can, or you can develop it. And uh, you look at what the A's did this year, getting in there. You look at what uh, Arizona did last year. Uh, you you can get there multiple different ways. And uh, the one thing that I do know is our ball club always has a chance because our ownership is fantastic, and uh, they don't overspend, they don't underspend. They get, but they give you an opportunity and they put it together. Uh, the right way, and, and it makes it a lot of fun to go to spring training every year knowing you have a chance. All right, that, of course, is Chris Carpenter right there. We also caught up with Jeff Locke. Locke is looking to make the rotation out of uh, spring training for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. It's a big spring training coming up for him. He recorded, he recorded his first career win against the Braves October the 1st, and here we talk with Jeff Locke at the Granite State Baseball Dinner. One of the program by Jeff Locke, one of the uh, the great Granite State uh, baseball players currently in the bigs of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And take a look back at 2012 for you. Finally got that elusive uh, first win uh, under your belt, and uh, certainly uh, you made some strides last year. Absolutely. It was uh, such a fantastic year. Just uh, the opportunities that I had last year and the kind of experiences I got and the guys I got to play with. And uh, like you said, getting that first win, uh, especially after being up the year before and getting some opportunities at it and never quite taking it in uh, to get it in my last start against my old team was uh, something very special. So it was a fantastic season. I had a good year in AAA, had a lot of fun, played on a really uh, terrific team there. And um, it was definitely a season I can look back on and, and be, be happy with. Jeff Locke has pretty much done uh, pretty much everything you can in the minor leagues at this point, and uh, I know looking forward to big things. And I talked to Neil Huntington a little bit. He said you're you're right there, name drop number in one. The mix. Well, you know, another New Hampshire guy from Milford. Uh, he, he might be here at this dinner. But Jeff, I know I know there's nothing you'd want more than to, to be a part of uh, that rotation and give the Pirates a uh, you know a playoff run and, and a first winning season in 20 years. So. Uh, how big would that be? Yeah, it'd be huge. I mean, that's uh, that's what I, where I want to be. You know, uh, you don't want to you want to be more of a contributor to the team opposed to somebody trying to survive on the team. And um, you know, it looks looks good like that for spring training. And everything you got to come in, you got to be in shape, got to be ready to go, and that's something I'll be ready to do and be. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, the opportunity is most definitely there. And um, you know, sometimes you only get a couple chances for this opportunity, and it could last you 10, 12 years. So uh, you never know how it's going to go, but uh, you just got to stay healthy and. Um, keep those fingers crossed and just keep working your back end off and things will work out just fine how awesome is it that you've put the work in you've done everything you need to do and now you have this opportunity that has not been there it's always been as you mentioned before just an opportunity to kind of scratch and claw your way perhaps for a start at the end of the year but to have that opportunity uh, in front of you and and how do you plan to make the most of it Uh, this is like you said great opportunity first time ever coming to a spring training with uh 
plans and chances to, to break with the big league team. And, um, you know, I've worked really hard at that. And it's just different this year, you knowing you're coming in there, an opportunity to, to break with the major league team, be one of those five guys in the rotation. So that's what we're shooting for. Um, definitely come a long way. It doesn't seem possible. I've been playing, you know, professionally for eight seasons, and now you're on the brink of getting that opportunity out of camp. And uh, it's something you work your entire life for. So I'm very fortunate and very proud of myself. Can you tell us about your when you beat the Braves 2-1? to one, I mean, you really kind of put them on a tailspin uh, heading into the playoffs. You were able to play spoiler a little bit. Did it kind of feel um, like a typical game to you? I mean, I know you've been in a dozen major league games before, but here you are with playoff implications. Yeah, I mean, not so much um, the situation of the game. I mean, I didn't even know until after the game that Atlanta was out of the division when they lost. Um, all those guys on the team I, I know – decent decent enough from when I was over there and uh, they all teased me and gave me a hard time of course uh, walking out to the bullpen before the game but pitching against a team like that a team where you know some of the coaches you see you look over there you see all these guys you know teammates of yours in the past uh, it's a good feeling and to go out there and get that win number one against a team like that especially a playoff team that's a, it's a playoff baseball team and uh, very excited and just um, you know, very happy with the way everything went. An organization always gives kind of a direction for the young players, things they'd like for them to work on, things they'd like for them to get better at. For you personally, in your own self-evaluation and from the organization's evaluation, what do you think you need to do to, to be that guy that you want to be, to stick for 10 or 12 years uh, in a rotation? I think it's all going to be about consistency. And um, I can knock on all the wood you want. I've never been a guy that's needed to spend time on the sidelines or anything like that. I've always been fortunate and been healthy and everything like that. So now it's just about your ability and doing what you got to do on a day-to-day basis. And being a starting pitcher is so much different in the sense that you know what you got to do every day and might not be pitched that day. But there's something you got to do every single day to take care of your body and get yourself prepared for that fifth day. And uh, that's something, obviously, I'm ready to do. I've been doing, and I'll continue to keep doing, hopefully, for the next 10 years. Final thing, just on the uh, the Pirates organization, you guys have been there the last two years. It looked like you're going to make the postseason. What, what is it? What's been missing? What is it going to take for you guys to to get to the postseason? Because obviously, there's a tremendous amount of talent on that team, and you've grown over the last couple of years. But but what's been missing? Uh, what's been missing has been September, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> We're playing a minor league season right now. We gotta we gotta finish up that last month of the season because. Uh, when I was in AAA this year going into the All-Star break and you see, you know, SportsCenter or something, the Pittsburgh Pirates are number one in the division and first place the All-Star break. Jeez, who, what member doesn't want to be a part of that team? And uh, just to be up there shortly in May, August, and September to see everything, uh, you know, I saw it when it was great, when it was starting to go down and when it was down. And um, everybody in there keeps taking care of each other. The players all pull for each other. Um, but sometimes it just gets tough. It just gets tough every day to to do it and um you know this year obviously we want to continue our strengths we've got a lot better i will say that in the last couple of years and we'll continue to grow from there um but still a lot of room for improvement all the way down uh just got to finish that month of september and um, stay resilient and, and stay on them jeff Locke is our guest of the program i remember you coming here pitching for kenna high so thrilled to uh, meet chris carpenter now you guys are good friends um what have you learned from from chris and what i love about him is just the guy I don't know if I've ever met anybody that wants to compete more than he does. The guy is just, he'll stare a laser beam through you with those eyes if you're not on the same page with him. Um, is that something you want to incorporate for the rest of your career? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Chris has been someone I've been seeing at this dinner since I was eight years old or nine years old. And um, now to be a part of the dinner with him is something so special. And, uh, you know, I talked to him a few times here and there during the season and, and whatnot. But having the opportunity this year to play with A.J. Burnett, um, 
who I always talk to AJ about Chris and say, hey, you know, do you guys know each other? No, we never cross paths or, or whatnot. But I, I always bring up Chris to AJ and kind of say that he's kind of like my role model, mentor, a guy that from the same kind of woods that I'm from. And, and um, it's just the determination. and You can see how tough he is out there on the mound every time and, and just the competitor. And, you know, he's... He's Chris Carpenter, backslash a lot of accolades and stuff. You know, he's done a lot of things in this game, and he's won World Series, and he's been something very special. So obviously, if you could just be a fraction of what he's done in his career, then everybody'd be happy. But um, you know, my hat always is going to go off to him for the success he's had in his career. Jeff, thanks a lot, and best of luck. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That is the pride of Kennett High, Jeff Locke, here on The Life with Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics, hoping to make the Pittsburgh Pirates out of spring training this year and in their starting rotation. 24 is going to turn 25 in a couple days. Back with more on The Life with Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics, after this. There's orthopedics, and then there's Concord Orthopedics. I think a subspecialist can offer state-of-the-art advanced care that a generalist uh, may not be as familiar with and can offer a unique insight into the latest and the most advanced treatment options available. Experience the benefits of specialty care at Concord Orthopedics. For more information, go online to ConcordOrtho.com. Welcome back. It's The Life with Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics. Let's do a little football here in the uh, final segment. Of course, Matt and the Spurs will be taking on the Celtics on Wednesday night inside the TD Garden at 7.30, and we'll be down there for that and have a complete reaction coming up on the program uh, next Monday night. Patriots, huge victory. 59 points they put up in dismantling the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And, of course, the Patriots win by a large amount, and everybody's like, why are they running up on a team? The, the coach of that team has cancer, for uh, for God's sake. <laughs> really, that's what people are saying in on talk radio around Boston. How, how could you run it up on a team whose coach has as cancer, um, it's unbelievable. It, if, I, I can understand the frustration of, of athletes in this town sometimes. With you can never. It's like it's like the. Um, this, I'm not going to go into that analogy about a spouse, but it's somebody who's never satisfied. And the, the sports fan in in New England, the sports uh, commentator in New England, is always looking for some way to be negative, despite the fact that there's a tremendous amount of success. In New England. So that was the thing today. Um, nobody's talking about how great the Patriots were. They ran up the score, and Gronkowski got hurt, and he's going to be out four to six weeks. What was he doing playing that late in the game? Welcome to New England sports, Matt. Well, the Gronk being out four to six weeks hurt. That hurt. The Gronk. Well, it's can a I football a, game, and you have these. Can, I get, a, can have, I get a base beat? You can, do whatever, you can get whatever you want. It's it's a football game, and you have plays during a football game in which you need eleven guys on the field. And so Gronk didn't play. I know they were winning the game, but he's on the field goal extra point unit. Got to put him in there. So to, you can't blame it. You can't blame it any any on anybody. I mean, he's gonna. You don't substitute eleven guys in when you're up by twenty one points or whatever. So it is. Yeah. Sorry to say this, but fluke. it is what it is. Wicked fluke. Wicked fluke. Uh, they're up by 30 points at that time, KG, not 21. Same uh, thing. But um, I, I, I see where you're coming from. And But Brady was still in. They they, they ran it up. Did they not? The Patriots no. ran up. You don't think the Patriots ran up the score? They had Brady in. They were up 52 to 28 with uh, like four minutes to go in the game. You don't think they no. ran up the score? No. I, I think they, they needed to play a complete game from start to finish. I think they had this on their mind going in. 
and uh, it's a football game. You sorry, you got to stop our guys. I, I'm not gonna. There's no rules. We have to put in a backup quarterback. Who knows how? You don't know what's going on inside the team. All right, I, I, well, let's walk this back here. I didn't say they were wrong. And I didn't say that they they, they can do whatever they want. They you're absolutely right. There's no rules that they they can run up the score, but they ran up the score. Did they not, they ran up, football? They ran up the score. They they decide they're going to keep their guys in. Did they not run up the score, Matt? Well, some of those touchdowns were defense where they pick it off and ran it back. So you can't really can't really blame those. Points Tom Brady was in that. Tom Brady again. I I'm, I I might have done the exact same thing if I were a coach, which is a amusing thought. But uh, the they were up by, they were up fifty-two to twenty-eight with four minutes to go, and Tom Brady was still in. That to me, that's that's run, you're running up the score. You can do it. That's fine. It, they're professionals. It's not like we're playing peewee football. You can run up the score, but that's running up the score. And you guys disagree with that, Matt? Uh, uh, when you put it like that, when you frame when you frame your response like that, <laughs> you know, that's my job. It does, it does sound a little bit like they were running up the score, but. When Brady was in, what type of plays were they running? Were they, you know, going deep every play, or were they just handing? They were running pass plays. That's how they they score a touchdown. They're playing football. They're playing football. That's fine. They can play football. But if 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 you guys were playing the Nuggets uh, like you did on Saturday, and when the Spurs won one twenty six to one hundred, if Tim Duncan and Tony Parker are still playing the game when you're up by you know twenty six, or even in in that case, comparable to this to the. uh, this, the, uh, the the Patriots game, you're up by 30 points, and you run up the score. That's, it happens. You run up the score. It's fine. I think the biggest uh, issue maybe we should address is the injury to Gronk. I mean, four, six weeks yeah. is going to be out. How does that affect the team? Um, maybe it's a good thing, the way they have to incorporate you know, some, some wide receivers, some deep guys. Aaron Hernandez is going to be fine. Easy, easy. Why, why, why? The, the, guy's the, ve- the guy's the best receiver in football. He had seven balls thrown him yesterday. He caught all seven. It's, yeah, not, a, it's not, a good, it's not a good thing. But I'm saying, yeah, it's not a good thing. I'm saying big picture. They no, don't have deep no, threats. No, 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 no. You have the 49ers and the Texans are coming in. You want to have home field throughout the playoffs. It's not, you can work on your deep threats in practice. If you want to win games, you want to have the best receiver in football out there. Guy nobody can tackle. He catches everything thrown to him. Seven balls thrown him yesterday. He caught all seven, 137 yards. I mean, this guy is the best. There's no good thing. There's no, there's no positive to, to Gronkowski being out. Well, I just look at, I'm a positive, big-picture guy. And, um, but, yeah, you know what? Only two receivers in the history of football have more touchdown catches in their first three seasons in the NFL. Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. That's a pretty good football player right there with uh, the Gronkster. But, like, like I'm saying, Matt, when you lose somebody, Matt, when you lose somebody, okay, when you guys lost Manu, and then you come back, and everyone's 100%, how much better were you as a team because other guys had to elevate their game? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't work. First off. But it, yeah, if you, if you asked any of us, would you, would you rather have Manu get hurt so everybody else can get a chance to play and get better or have Manu healthy the whole season? Everybody's going to pick the latter because one of the, our best players. So I don't – that argument it doesn't make sense really. But uh, I don't know. I, I appreciate you trying to be you know, a little Miss Sunshine as usual. However, it's the Gronk man. We need him out there. Gronk and out, Shiggy. He's coming back. The Gronkovicher. The Gronkinator. Great, KG. Well, final thing with just a little college football. Notre Dame fighting Irish. I, you may remember this from last week, but I said that uh, 
Oregon and uh, Kansas State more likely to lose than Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame looking good going up against USC this Saturday. How do we see college football right now? And we got the Alabama Notre Dame national championship game. If everything works out. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty oh, excited God, about that. It's not going to happen. Why is that not going to happen? Because Notre Dame is going to lose to USC. Yeah. USC just lost to UCLA. Yeah, they're not losing to you. No, no USC will play well. They'll play well. It's a, it's a rivalry game. It's their last game of the year. It's seniors and everything. But Notre Dame is not going to lose to USC. Uh, all I know is the Gators have an outside shot now. They do. Gator very because, outside. Because if if Notre Dame loses, um, and the Gators can can somehow win at Florida State with with no no quarterback, particularly, then I think they'll move up to the uh, two slot after uh, Georgia or Alabama loses loses in the SEC championship game. I, re- I really you'd, want you'd have, you'd USC. have an all SEC championship game though. I really want Notre Dame to take a hit against USC because the Nas- if they don't, they'll be in the national final, and the national final will be an absolute joke against Alabama. There you go. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to have some sort of a wager regarding that. I, I don't. I'm not incredibly confident about Notre Dame's chances against Alabama either. But um, we, for the for the sake of the radio program, we will we'll have to have some sort All of right. a uh, maple syrup and uh, no, 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 no. We're, we're going high stakes. Well, Matt, uh, look Baptist, forward to see Baptist versus Catholic. Yep, we're going crazy. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Maybe a, f- a full gallon apple cider <laughs> against a uh, full Ooh. gallon of uh, maple syrup. What do you think about that? And uh, some gift passes to Santa's Village. All on the line. Oh wow! Okay. Things Easy just got now. serious. <laughs> You're gonna get in trouble with the FBI. Hey, before we agree on that, can I get a few points on that? that- KG wishes <laughs> he had the FBI following him. We want to thank you so much for joining us for the program, Matt. And uh, best of luck. We'll see you on Wednesday. All right, thanks for having me. It's The Life with Matt Bonner, presented by Concord Orthopedics. There's orthopedics, and then there's Concord Orthopedics. I think a subspecialist can offer state-of-the-art advanced care that a generalist uh, may not be as familiar with and can offer a unique insight into the latest and the most advanced treatment options available. Experience the benefits of specialty care at Concord Orthopedics. For more information, go online to ConcordOrtho.com.